our culture, many of us were raised in a blaming and judging. That's how we communicate. We blame and we judge, particularly when we're angry and we're in conflict. So, so that, that that's ego stuff. So, so I actually give my clients permission. You get to vent, you get to say whatever you want. You get to have a tantrum. And then if there's resistance to that, we work with that. And then I drop them into their feelings and their body sensations, identifying the wheelhouse of feelings that are present with the anger. What do they mean? When they acknowledge what they need, how are they feeling? What do they really want? And that, that what do you really want is also, there can be resistance too, because I'll hear a lot of my clients say, I don't know what I want. I'm Janet Ahmed, host of Hacks and Hobbies podcast and a digital presence advisor at HumbleZone. This episode is brought to you by Home Studio Mastery. I launched a consultation and course program to help podcasters and course creators to create a space in their homes that will reduce the friction of creating content and appearing their best when showing up on camera. The pandemic gave us a lot of issues, but this one is here to stay. We're now so much closer to our audience thanks to video becoming more popular and affordable. I help guide folks who want to create Hollywood-worthy studios to not only capture great content, but also build more confidence, more authority, and be more comfortable in front of the camera. If I can do it, you can too. And with my help, you can do it faster. So if you'd like to learn more, visit homestudiomastery.com and how you too can create a home studio that brings out your personality, professionalism, and possibilities. Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life. We want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. Welcome to another empowering episode of the Power Within You podcast. And today I'm thrilled to have a special guest joining us. Vanessa, a coach and mediator, will be sharing her incredible journey of transforming pain into power. Get ready to be inspired as we explore Vanessa's origin story and how she developed the groundbreaking anger algorithm. Stay tuned for an enlightening conversation filled with vulnerability, growth, and the remarkable potential that lies within all of us. Let's dive in. Vanessa, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm super grateful. And yeah, I'm excited to see what is revealed here. Me too. I like I like the intro and in the green room we were talking about and how you were so open about and what podcasting has done for you. I need to take a break, <laughs> take a breath. It's really amazing because podcasting is really powerful and it now I'm entering into your world and you get to share your origin story. So let's take a walk through memory lane and rediscover your origin story. Yes. Where do I start? It's just up to me. Here I go. It's up to you where you, you can go one year back. You can go five years back. It's all up to you. It's you creating this experience for the superpreneurs listening to the episode. Yeah. And when I reached out to you, I put this in my message, which is I turned my pain into my superpower. And I had no idea that the work that I'm doing right now, 
working with anger, helping married women with anger and conflict resolution, I had no idea I would be here. And I thought I always wanted to go to college. That was my way out. That was mm -hmm. the way out of my environment to really change my life. And I thought I was going to be in corporate, just climbing the ladder, making money, survival. That's what I saw around me was the way to secure my life. But what ended up happening was, oh no, <laughs> much different path. I studied mathematics actually. And then I ultimately ended up being a high school math teacher and I loved it. So that took me by surprise. I didn't know I was going to be a high school math teacher. Yeah. And I worked at private independent schools. So they were predominantly white institutions. And as a woman of color, being Latina and my background, it was in those environments where I started having difficult conversations about diversity, equity, and inclusion. And I love digging deep. I love having those conversations. I wanted to figure out how to unite how to bring people together and talk about things that are hard, like race, power, and privilege. I really was interested in that. Yeah. And so at some point, though, I knew that teaching wasn't going to be the end all for me. And then it was time for me to leave. And then I started my business. And I started off immediately as a coach and mediator. But what I realized in my interest so much in, in resolving conflict and anger came from my roots, my upbringing, my family. I grew up in a extremely violent, hostile environment. I was raised by my grandmother and mm. it was tough. And th of course there were many blessings in many ways. Absolutely. And I absolutely thank her for what, how she was available and the ways in which she knew how to love me. And she also was a very strict, tough woman. And Rage was something I've had to deal with my entire life. Man. And it, yes, and that it was. Rings a bell. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. You feel <laughs> oh my that? God. Oh my God. Yeah. There's a lot of rage in my family alone mm -hmm. with my daughter taking all the anger from all of her older siblings. Like she's only four years old. Mm -hmm. She's so angry all the time. It's crazy. But keep going. Yeah. Oh, no, it's good. It's powerful that you see that and you feel that in her. And I lost my mother when I was three. She died in a drinking and driving car accident. And oh, I was, Sorry. oh, thank you. Yeah. I just put out a memoir about, yeah. And so I went into the care of my grandmother and, but that, but I, it hit me at some point at three years old that my mother was gone and I, it was a nightmare. I was living in hell. Like, where is my mother? Where am I? Who am I with? And I could just feel just my whole defense structure come up around me. And so this rage thing has been a part of me. And I was definitely angry as a child. I, was, I had so much rage. I also had a lot of depression because I couldn't express my rage. So this rage thing has been a part of my life for throughout time. And it was something I worked so, so hard to suppress, to hide, to ignore. We take on these roles as children to survive in our family. And I was a perfectionist yeah. and I maintained that perfection so that I wouldn't be abused or I wouldn't be ridiculed or humiliated. 
And I just didn't want anyone to see this dark part of me. So I did a lot to hide. And what ended up happening was it turned into some serious self-destructive behavior, very self-destructive. And it was very closeted. So what's been remarkable as an entrepreneur is that as when we step into having our own business, I tell you, I have grown in ways, exponentially have grown Yeah, because you really face all your insecurities, everything. It just rises up. I don't know if you've- Oh my God, yes. Right? Yes, I'm there with you every day. Yeah. And so, yeah, so I just really came to terms with this rage and I really came to terms with it while I was married because I did have to deal with it in my marriage. And it was in my marriage that I created this process called the anger algorithm. So it's been a journey. And now it's what I do. It's, I present my anger algorithm. I teach people how to use it. And I help married women to, to release this repressed rage that, as you said earlier, that we all have. Yeah. That's something else that's really powerful because to be able to see it but not just live it, just live it and then see it and see the the light at the end of the tunnel of what's really possible that you can do with it. I love that. Turning your anger into or pain into the superpower. So how did it become a superpower? I know, mm-hmm. it's such a good, juicy question. So... In part of my, been on a spiritual healing journey for a long time, personal growth, since I was a child, really, but really dove into it at when I was 23, I one of the lowest moments in my life. I thought, okay, it's time. I need to go to therapy. I'm ready to look at all this. So rage was a problem in my most intimate relationships because there was some comfort there in that intimacy. And so Yeah, I would suppress, suppress, and then I'd have a rageful outburst. So it's always something I've had to work on. And you name it, I have done it. Exercise, meditation, 10-day silent sits and retreats and personal growth development, breathing, all of it to control my anger and my rage. But what happened was in my marriage, I realized I realized I got to a place in the security and trust and love within my marriage, allowed my heart and my spirit and my being to open up. And I noticed, I'm like, I am holding back in my life. What what am I holding back here? I just felt it. I couldn't quite name it. And I knew I am still working so hard to suppress my anger and rage. And it doesn't make any sense. Like this light bulb went on. Why is it that animals can be violent? Mother nature can be violent. Why? There has to be a way to release this energy without hurting myself or those around me. And so then I researched and I developed the algorithm, the anger algorithm, and it was the answer I knew. And so an algorithm for those folks who are not mathematicians. I, that's mm-hmm. where I learned the word. It's a step-by-step logical process. So this is like a step-by-step emotional process. Like really great. And it's rooted in nonviolent communication. 
And so I, when you work through the algorithm, you're literally working through the full expression and range of anger. And not only do you get to express it and release it and relieve it again, this is a process that's done alone. You're not hurting Mm. yourself or those around you. Yeah. Then the process is so deep that it takes you into the more vulnerable feelings. Yeah. And then it brings clarity to what it is that you really want. So mm. it's a process that helps you because we get angry because we have unmet needs. I have a need for clear communication. I have a need for cooperation. I have a need mm. for affection. I have a need for understanding and meaning. I have a need to be seen and heard. And so when those needs are met, we get angry. Yes. So, yeah. And so when you get to, when you identify, okay, this is what I need. Now I can drop into the more vulnerable feelings, which therein lies the wisdom. And then we start asking ourselves, what do I really want here? So when you can get to what you want and you can then express that and ask for what you want, it's heart opening. It is. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love all of that because the breakthroughs that you've experienced through figuring out this algorithm it's so true to be able to to be able to express yourself to be able to be vulnerable among other people and have them accept you as you are right that's where it all lies when and it's only possible is when we open up and we it's sometimes very hard because we are not sure if it's a safe environment. Not sure right. if we're going to be ridiculed for being vulnerable. And a lot of the times, growing up being one of the seven siblings, you don't know what, if you taunted being weak or you taunted being softy, it's pretty intense. So during COVID, I was lucky enough to be part of a Facebook group called Unconventional Leaders. And the host of this group was like, hey, we're all stuck at home. How about we do coffee chats every day? So every day we had coffee chats. And in the beginning, I was just listening to everybody else talk. Okay, this is cool. And then slowly, I was like, okay, this is a safe place. I can start sharing. And in that sharing is when I found the release, the found the the safe place that I could be myself. And it's still, it still takes, it's still a growth process. You're not going to come into it all on one go. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So the acceptance piece came through for you. Yeah. The acceptance. So what is the algorithm, the anger algorithm? Yeah. What is it? Yeah. So it is a step-by-step process. It's very experiential and dynamic. And when I facilitate it, I will drop the person into the experience that triggered them. And I Mm. also invite them and create that safety and the container for them to actually give themselves permission to be angry. Because a lot of us have conditioned ourselves 
to suppress, to ignore, to not make a big deal out of something, to be the bigger person. We will do so many things to not feel angry. So that's a big part of the work. And then I guide them through this process where they acknowledge what triggered them. They're, they have an opportunity to vent because our culture, many of us were raised in a blaming and judging. That's mm-hmm. how we communicate. We blame and we judge, particularly when we're angry and we're in conflict. Yeah. So th- that's ego stuff. So I actually give my clients permission. You get to vent, you get to say whatever you want. You get to have a tantrum. And then if there's resistance to that, we work with that. Mm. And then I drop them into their feelings and their body sensations, identifying the wheelhouse of feelings that are present with the anger. What do they need? When they acknowledge what they need, how are they feeling? What Mm. do they really want? And that, what do you really want is also... There can be resistance too, because I'll hear a lot of my clients say, I don't know what I want. Yeah. I don't know what I want. I just want to be left alone. Okay. Just leave me alone. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And so we, we, a lot of us don't know what we want. What I'll I'll tell workshop participants or clients, like flip that. You don't know, you know what you don't want. So just take the opposite of that and see if that resonates for you. Yeah. So then I walk them through this process, they get clear on what they want, and then they make requests if there's another person involved. So they write the steps out. This is part of interfering with the neurological mechanics causing anger. So they mm-hmm. write the steps out as a way to release, and then they'll read the steps out loud, either alone or if I'm there to witness them. Sure. And what happens is when they finish working through the steps, then they're, they gain clarity on the conversation that they want to have. And I help them with that process as well. Do you really want to have this conversation with this person? And so then I'll coach Mm -hmm. them through that. So it's also a framework and a guide to working through conflict. Yeah, man, that's really powerful. So you've shared your journey, how you got started, what inspired you to create the algorithm, you turned your pain into superpower. And you really had the environment that had you like totally wound up. Okay, this is somebody that I don't want to be anymore. So you shared the environment that you were in, supportive and yet there's a two-parter. There's a ton of support, but then there's a lot of guidance in a way that, no, you got to do it my way or you can go, you can go to the highway kind of thing. Oh, yeah. What kept right... So what kept you motivated, inspired to continue down this path? Oh, that's such a good question. I feel so blessed because, and we are all sensitive. Mm -hmm. We all have the capacity to really use our senses. And I wonder, having lost my mother and then really wanting so desperately to reunite with her, just heighten my senses and my awareness for really looking for her. So I was very attuned to my environment, very aware of what was going on. And there was one time, I think I was around eight years old and I was sitting in my grandmother's living room on the floor and I happened to be alone, which was a miracle because there were always 
I don't know, 10 to 16 people in the house at any given time, like coming in and out, watching television in the kitchen. I happened to be alone. And my grandmother had a ton of family pictures on the wall. And I was looking at all of the pictures and I looked around and I just heard this voice come through and said, I said, there's more to life than this. There's more to life. And there's just this fire and light within me to create more. And one of the things I excelled at, and it was also a defense mechanism to to help me get out of my body and heart was to be in my intellect. So I loved school. I loved learning. And my answer was, I'm going to college. I'm going to be the first person in three generations of Mexican-Americans to go Mm -hmm. to college. Mm -hmm. And that was my, I kept my eye on that goal. I didn't know how I was going to pay for it. I had no idea, like no one in my family on both sides, my mother and father's side, like no one had gone to college. So, Mm. But it was just what I decided to do. And it just, having a goal. And even though inside I was a wreck, I was heartbroken, but I was also optimistic. I had this optimism. I had this determination mm-hmm. and so it was like coexisted at the same time like deep fear and terror like how yeah. am I going to do this and I'm going to do this no matter what so that's just been this my will <laughs> the driving my, force yeah and particularly recently with this work I do believe that the divine is pushing me along because sometimes I'm thinking what the heck am I doing yeah amen amen (laughs) to that yeah so it's this it's the light within that I've had access to and I'm blessed and grateful for it and you've been open to it to yes guide because a lot of times we have that light we have that guidance we have that little voice but we don't listen no that's probably not right and we end up being out of alignment with ourselves. Yeah, and I've had to really, my path could have easily been addiction, mm-hmm. alcoholism, abuse, pregnancy. It could have been really dark. Yeah, And it could have been an easy path for me to get into because I was surrounded by a lot of that. And mm-hmm. again, there, there was another moment. I was, I think, 19 and I was looking around, I was in this pretty sketchy, dark place. And I thought, I can't do this. This is yeah. not what I'm here for. And I was working at Subway Sandwiches at the time. I just, yeah, a year out of high school. And my best friend from high school came by and he said, I came to say goodbye. I said, where are you going? He said, I joined the Marines. I said, why the fuck did you do that? And he was mm-hmm. like, because you get all these benefits, you get money for college, you get, and I heard money for college. And I put that in my back pocket. And about a month later, I joined the Navy and I left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some of the things that you mentioned, so especially that last one, right? It, I've been pondering on that a lot especially after, and it's in line with what I heard earlier, Steve Harvey say, 
if you plant an oak tree seed in a two-foot pot, you probably heard this video before, it's not going to grow as big of a tree as you imagine because the environment is stifling its growth. So you need to step out of that environment. You need to go to a large environment. And that's why a lot of people leave their hometown to go to a different town to find that growth, to spread out those roots, to spread out the breadth of what we're able to do. And as he's sharing this story, I'm like, oh my God, this is so beautiful. A catfish can only grow as big as the pond that it's in. Same with a goldfish, right? And so we have to step out of our environments to really grow because we've grown all that we can from the environments that we initially start with. So you stepping out and going to the Navy, you've got a whole new potential now. What's up? <laughs> I was 19 years old. I went to boot camp. Yeah. And then, and I never been on a plane. So first time on a plane to mm -hmm. Orlando, going to boot camp. After boot camp, I came home for a brief period. And then I'm flying off to the Gulf. Yeah. Yeah. With so many things, there was excitement of, whoa, I get to travel what's next? What kind of job am I going to have? Who am I going to meet? And there was sheer terror because I yeah. was completely doing something radically different. Yeah. And that's the thing, right? There, there's always a message from God through somebody else. Hey, yeah. this is, this is what you can go and do. This is what I'm doing. I'm like, oh crap, I could do that too. I have that opportunity. Wait, what? <laughs> yes, those opportunities are a breath away. It's one of my, you know, what one of my coaches says. And it's so true. It's like these opportunities are right here, in, yeah. right in front of us. And are we open enough to hear it, to see it? Yeah. And when my friend came in, because I, I was a pretty tough kid. I had a super bad attitude. And mm -hmm. I was like, fuck our government, maybe. Yeah. And why would you join the military? But then I said money for college. I thought, okay. And then what was so cool though about this experience in the military, mm -hmm. it had, believe me, it had its own issues with sexism and racism and all that stuff. But I also came away with so many life skills and the traveling really checked me. I went to countries where there was no infrastructure and mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, oh, I have a lot to be grateful for here. A lot. Like we have paved streets. We have clean running water that we can drink out of. It really opened my eyes. Yeah. Said It is said that anytime you feel bad for yourself, <laughs> look at the people who don't have the things that you do. And I tell everybody, like, we are living in a very luxury life, my friend. We've got air-conditioned homes, we've got heat, we've got cars, we have access on the phone, we can call a car, call a food. We are kings. We're literally living like kings. Yes, I it's know. Amazing. 
it's so amazing and it's all relative, right? And one of the one of the hacks is like we can get really particularly as entrepreneurs, we can get mm-hmm. so stuck in our mind. Yeah. With our fear and our worry yeah. and our doubt. Yes. And one of those simple hacks is you start small. I am grateful for my cup of tea right now. Yes. I am grateful for my breath. I am grateful for this, my poncho. Yeah. I, and just start giving thanks. And even if it feels inauthentic, mm. do it anyway. Yeah. Do it anyway, because it brings you to the present moment. I'm grateful for this laptop and Zoom and that we're here. Yeah. We, there's so much to be grateful for. And it takes us out of that, those dark places those that dark we can. Places, yeah. Yeah. Man, we like visiting those dark places sometimes. We can't help ourselves. We can't help ourselves. <laughs> it's human nature. We want to like, stay okay. there. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Vanessa, I've had a very real a lot of fun having this conversation with you. Thank you so much for sharing, taking us through your journey, your stories, your motivations, your inspirations. And it's just been really heartwarming, really heartwarming. We're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, Vanessa is going to share three hacks with you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Janet Ahmed, host of Hacks and Hobbies podcast and a digital presence advisor at HumbleZone. This episode is brought to you by Home Studio Mastery. I launched a consultation and course program to help podcasters and course creators to create a space in their homes that will reduce the friction of creating content and appearing their best when showing up on camera. The pandemic gave us a lot of issues, but this one is here to stay. We're now so much closer to our audience thanks to video becoming more popular and affordable. I help guide folks who want to create Hollywood-worthy studios to not only capture great content, but also build more confidence, more authority, and be more comfortable in front of the camera. If I can do it, you can too. And with my help, you can do it faster. So if you'd like to learn more, visit homestudiomastery.com and how you too can create a home studio that brings out your personality, professionalism, and possibilities. Welcome back, guys. We've been talking with Vanessa Ofaro. She and I have had an amazing conversation as you've been listening. And if there's anything that is popping in your head, please feel free to drop us a message through this podcast or through the links that we that are in the show notes. Vanessa, you've got three hacks to share with us. Yes. Take it away. Oh, yes. Okay. So the one I mentioned before, it's like as entrepreneurs, we have the fear, worry, doubt, mongrels that can haunt us. And you just to get out of that dark space, start to just be grateful in gratitude for everything you have, everything, no matter how small it is, start your day with that. I'm grateful for my bed. I'm grateful for my slippers. I'm grateful for this breakfast I'm about to eat. So expressing gratitude. And again, it's okay if it feels forced or eh, I don't know, do it anyway. So there's that. And then when you feel anger, when you're triggered by something, and anger can be masked by mild 
irritation, annoyance, frustration, or even if you're stressed, ask yourself, wait a minute, is this stress anger? And in those moments when you're triggered, pause and simply acknowledge, I'm angry right now. It's a silent inner acknowledgement. And this way, so you're not suppressing it. You're not ignoring it. You're not, it's just this acknowledgement of I'm angry and then follow it up with what you need. I'm angry because I need clear communication. I'm angry because I need peace right now. I'm angry because I need rest. So that's that acknowledging how you feel and what you need is giving yourself empathy. So it's a beautiful act of self-love. So that's a, an, another hack you can do. And then a final using anger as a way to, as a form of creation is that mm. when you start to, so when you take this further, the third hack is if you're really feeling intense emotions, begin breathing into your lower belly, breathing intentionally. They're long, slow, deep breaths to settle down your nervous system. And you just ask that question. Yes, you acknowledge I'm angry. I need collaboration. What do I want? And you just listen in your breathing. And the breathing helps you move through these intense emotions Mm -hmm. that you're trying to make them go away. It's not that you're trying to ignore them, suppress them, all those things. It's just about being with the experience, trusting that these emotions will pass because they always do like the weather, just like the weather. And then you ask that important question, what do I want? Yeah. What do I want? And when you settle down enough to allow yourself to listen, that infinite creative intelligence will come through. Entrepreneurs are badasses. So oh, they yeah. have lots of gifts. <laughs> they do. Absolutely do. Yeah, those are the three hacks. I love it. Thank you so much, Vanessa. You're welcome. Right. We're going to jump into our rapid fire question round. Let's do it. Let's do this. Number one, what is the one hobby that you wish you got into? Horseback riding. Oh, mine too. I want to go horseback riding. Yeah. <laughs> Number two, what did you want to be when you were a child? A dancer. Nice. <laughs> Number three, what is your favorite movie or TV show? The Great British Baking Show. Love it. The great- <laughs> Have you seen the show, Is This Cake? No. No. Okay. So there is a show on Netflix and they've created these very realistic looking cakes that people can't discern if they are an actual purse or if it's an actual cake. Oh. Yeah. Is it good? (laughs) It's pretty good. It's one of the top shows on Netflix. So I don't know what they're dealing out there. Yeah. Check it out. What movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it? Avatar. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. And the new Avatar is coming out. I can't wait. I know. Wait. I know. All right. Who is your favorite superhero? Hippolyta, Wonder Woman's mother. She births mm. warriors. Yes. That's right. That's right. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Last question. If you were a board game, what would it be? Candyland. 
That is the first one. I haven't heard that one yet. I love it. So simple, so colorful, so fun, so childish like. Embrace the innocence of the child within. Yeah. Yeah. And I say child and I say childish in a loving, loving way. Of course. Yes. All right. Last one. Where can my on where can my superpreneurs find you? Yeah. So the one offering that I have is for married women. I have a free training on the anger algorithm and they can go to vanessaalfaro.co slash the dash anger dash algorithm. And so they'll go to my landing page and they can register there and watch my training. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, Vanessa, for sharing. And this was definitely a very inspired episode so thank you for bringing it all in here yeah and i so appreciate you having me i love the opportunity opportunity and yeah i'm grateful have a beautiful holiday awesome you as well thank you again and we'll catch you in the next episode thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode on hacks and hobbies we absolutely appreciate your contribution you can find additional notes on hacksandhobbies.com please share the podcast with your friends and tell them what you learned about our guest today